good morning and welcome to the daily bible reading show it's saturday is it 19th that's well, a weekend and we're right in front of king's college and we are looking at revelation chapter 21 this morning so i'm going to pray and we're going to look at revelation chapter 21 how's that heavenly father thank you so much for a brand new day and especially the weekend to rest to reflect on who you are and what you say to us in your word help us to do this um, by your spirit with your help in jesus name amen so this is revelation chapter 21 uh, then i saw a new heaven sorry a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God he will wipe every tear from their eyes there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away he who was seated on the throne said i'm making everything new then he said write this down for these words are trustworthy and true he said to me it is done i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end to him who is thirsty i will give to drink without cost from the spring of uh, the water of life he who overcomes will inherit all this and i will be his god and he will be my son but the cowardly the unbelieving the vile the murderers the sexually immoral those who practice magic arts the idolaters and all liars their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur this is the second death verse 9 one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me come i will show you the bride the wife of the lamb and he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and he showed me the holy city jerusalem coming down out of heaven from god it shone with the glory of god and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel like a jasper clear as crystal it had great high walls with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates and the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of israel there were three gates on the east three on the north three on the south and three on the west the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the 12 the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb verse 15 the angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city its gates and its walls the city was laid out like a square as long as as it was wide he measured the city with a rod and found it what found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and as high as it, as it is long he measured its wall and it was 144 cubits thick by man's measurement which the angel was using the wall was made of jasper and a city of pure gold um, as pure as glass the foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. Oops, the first um, uh, foundation was jasper, the second uh, sapphire, the third 
Chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh uh, chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. This, the great street of the city was of pure gold, like transparent glass. Verse 22, I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And that's Revelation chapter 21. Um, almost the end at the book, um, at the climax, at this high point in the book. Uh, well, after a lot of judgment and destruction and death upon evil and sin and the devil, um, here comes this picture of God's temple. Uh, you know, think of King's College, God's temple. A lot of um, descriptions of the materials. You know, you, you saw that list of very precious jewels that became the foundation and then these huge gates that are made out of pearls. So this description of God's dwelling place, but also of God's people. And they both come together. So there is this temple picture, you know, God's house, but also there is this people picture and you know, God's people and they come together and this picture of the new heaven and the new earth. Verse one, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Verse 2, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out from heaven, prepared as a bride for a husband. So it comes down to us. And so um, it's not that we go to heaven, uh, but heaven comes to us. It's not that we go to God, God comes to us. And um, I should just focus on one thing. It's such a big passage with so many themes, you know, you're talking about heaven, <laughs> talking about the end of the world. But what surprised me, I guess, is this picture of um, comfort, I guess. You know, at the end of the day, uh, before the beginning of a new day, of this new creation of joy and fullness and being in God's presence, is this picture of comfort that God actually needs to come to us because He needs to comfort us from all the, well, pain and tiredness that's the thing tiredness and thirstiness and tears from our eyes you know um, uh, verse 3 I heard a loud voice from the throne saying now the dwelling of God is with men you know God's come he's be he's come to be with us and he will live with them they will be his people and God will be with them and be their God but then verse 4 he will wipe away every tear wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death, nor mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Now, I wonder if you've ever been to like a funeral or a wake or 
know, um, just talk to anyone who's just lost anyone this past year. And there's something poignant about going to someone's funeral as opposed to, say, a birthday <laughs> or a wedding. You know, that a funeral, you think about a person's life, but also that person's death. And here, it's almost a picture of heaven. You know, not just the bit where it looks forward to the life after death, but just that in-between part where there is sadness and tears and death and mourning and God actually comes and wipes all that away. As, not as if it didn't ever happen, but that there's a comfort for it and there is almost a restoration to it. And almost to make it seem as if it wasn't wasted. That all this pain and all this you know, tragedy happened. That God actually comes and says that the joy that you're going to measure it against is against all that um, pain and depression and darkness. You know, it's almost going to make up for it. And there's something very comforting about that. It's not just not dismissing. You know, if someone comes to you and says, you know, I'm going through a tough time. You say, oh, don't, don't worry about it. You know, heaven is coming. But that almost as if to say God knows the pain you've been through and that he will comfort you and that he will almost make it seem as if as if it was worth worth going through this life and this experience of darkness because God himself knows it God himself experienced it in Christ and therefore God is able to comfort you through that time of difficulty uh, it almost becomes the requirement of going to heaven. Uh, verse 6, To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost. He who overcomes will inherit all this. I will be his God and he will be my son. It's not him who is perfect, him who is now doing very well, him who is well adjusted, but the person who is thirsty, the person who goes through all this and overcomes, God says, I will be their God. I will give them to drink from this water of life. And it's saying to the Christian, um, you know, to, to measure your thirst. <laughs> uh, not your fullness, you know, of course you have Christ and you're full and you're, 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 you're praising God. But there's a sense of that thirst in you that wants God even right now. And you don't quite have, have it all right now. That longs for that joy and that heaven and that fulfillment and that meaning and that comfort that you don't quite have right now. And God says, I see what you need. And I see that what you long for is me. I will come to you. I will fill you with my spirit, my joy, my comfort. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, uh, how about that? Let's, let's end with that. And let's end with a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for that comfort that is to come. That comes to us even now. Uh, what we long for is not just the end to this pain, but a comfort and a kind of restoration to this brokenness that we experience even right now. And that, that makes us long for heaven, that makes us long for you. And thank you that you promised us that this will be filled in Jesus. So, um, uh, yeah, thank you for this in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for joining me. This has been the Daily Bible Reading Show. Uh, from Saturday, I forgot the date, what, what date it is, but Saturday just looking at Revelation chapter 21. Take care, have a blessed day and weekend, and God bless.